0: Welcome to another episode of Who Do You Think You Are? I Am, episode 11. We've got, well, it is I, Chenz, first off. Hello. Uh, Sitting across from me, my co-host, good friend, Puma. What's going on, guys? And we've got got, a nice episode on deck. I can feel a rant coming on this episode just by looking at the kid's body language. He's all tense. He... He's angry about something, and it's not the Yankees poor start and the Mets good start. It's about oh man, it's something that Puma really hates. If you're if you've listened to the show in the past, you know what the one thing that really gets under his skin. It's it's basically about that. But when he told me about this, I was I was I was shocked. I was kinda like, Oh, this is this is bad. This is bad. But it's, maybe it's-, it's not as bad as we think. And we're not gonna get to it. We're not gonna get to it just yet. Nope. You know, Don't tease nah, gonna, me like that. Oh, we're gonna we're
1: gonna hold don't it. Don't tease me like yeah, that. We're, we're gonna hold that. But shit. just to go just to jump back on something you said before we get started here. You know, it's April. So when the Yankees are three and five or whatever they are, and the Mets are six and one, yeah, I've seen this before yeah. and it always goes the other way. Right. You know, the Mets play their most important games in April. The Mets think the Met fan thinks that the World Series is held in April, All not right. in October. Right. So you know what? But, but, it's but, April. Don't but, be that guy. But, don't be freaking out because it's team, out. not you. I'm saying in general. I'm
0: not freaking out here. I don't. What, I what hate I, all. I'm saying is the Yankees. They're they're not losing to good teams. They're losing to it's April. They're losing to probably some of the worst teams. It's April. They're playing the fucking Orioles again already. It's
1: April, dude. It's they April. should be be. Uh, oh, yeah. We'll get into it. It's later. April. All right. Anyway, it's April. Uh, Plus okay. the fact they have their own uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, classroom okay, we'll on the DL.
0: We'll get to it later. We'll get to it later.
1: But right now, we'll I would like
0: to anyway. do some guess that hat. I want to get want to get this shit out of the way. All right, the post is up already from last week. No, the post for this week is up.
1: I know, but you posted. You didn't post. Did you post last week's?
0: I just fucking said fuck it. Okay. I just said fuck it. Take the L you know for why? That one. Because I fucked up. I fucked up. I was late. All right, it was a bad week. I, I, I was, I was living the fucking life. I was on, I was on spring break from baseball for two fucking weeks. All right, I was coming home at 4:30. I was, I was getting my fucking training in. I was, I was hanging out. I was playing some Creed, not the movie. And uh, life was good, man. Life was good. And then baseball came about. We had our first game. I didn't get home until fucking nine o'clock on Thursday. Oh, it's gonna suck. It's gonna suck. And on top of that, we lost bad. <laughs> Not because we got the, we got the shit kicked in. Our guys couldn't throw strikes.
1: My varsity, right? my team, and my varsity walk, team. Walk, 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 Thursday. walk.
0: Oh my god, dude! I'm spitting everywhere. <laughs> anyway. Say it. Don't spray A- it, bro. Any- anyway, uh, so yeah, I put the post up. My bad from last week. Last week's team was the Tampa Bay Devil Rays, so congrats to Matt again. He's been on fire, three for three. Um, so, I, listen, I'll be more than happy to have him on on again. He he listens. He wants to fucking contribute. Um, we should reward him. For I don't that. know. I don't know what's going on with with uh, uh, what what's he going by. Chin the Chaser. The Chaser. Alright. I guess he doesn't want to come on anymore.
1: Uh, times are rough for ch- for the good old Chin. Uh
0: so um yeah, so Devil Rays. Nice job.
1: Devil actually it was a it wasn't a Tampa Bay Devil Ray hat that they wore when they first came in. It was oh, the a twentieth anniversary. anniversary. It was the twentieth anniversary hat. Yeah. So it was the hat it was an alternate hat that the Rays wore last year to honor the twenty years that the team has been in the major leagues. Yeah. All
0: right. So Here we go. We got a new hat today, and I think it's time to play Guess That Hat. Puma's going to start off with our first clue.
1: So, clue number one. For a 21-year stretch between 1969 and 1989, this team was one of the worst teams in all of sports, finishing last or second to last in 16 of those 21 years.
0: That is rough. Struggle city. Alright,
1: clue number two.
0: From 1903 to 1914, this city's major league team was known as the Naps. Originally known as the Blues in 1901 and the Broncos in 1902, the team was looking for a new identity and conducted a write-in vote. The winner was a tribute to the team's best player, Napoleon Nap Lejoy. I think that's how you say it. He left the team in 1915 and they dropped the Nats and became the name they currently are today. That's a good one. That is a good one. I would one. be surprised if someone even knew that. I know someone's going to type that shit in, but you know what? May, 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 the, uh, may the fastest person win.
1: Yeah, may the fastest person win. Anyway, so this this hat that I'm wearing today is going to be discontinued in a year or two. So this hat is in the political landscape known as racist, but it is also a very famous hat and it's been their logo for years. Um, it, I, wore, I wore this hat in uh, fourth grade. In Little League. Yeah, Little you League, guys, yeah. And they had the big, the big patch on the chest with yeah, it, right? Yeah, yep. So yep. this hat is vintage, going to be vintage. Um, They don't wear this logo as much as they used to anymore. They went to a boring, more boring, more safe logo. Well, it's the classic. It's the classic logo. It's their classic logo. I think they should stay. But that's fact number three, that the logo is being discontinued. Okay. Uh,
0: Fact four. Bob Hope, one of our country's greatest entertainers and comedians, was also part owner of this team for many years, starting in 1946. Uh, Yeah. There you go. Fact four.
1: Fact number five. Last
0: one. Make it a good one.
1: It is a good one. So, the fact number five right here. For this team, a future Hall of Famer set the record for strikeouts in a game with 17 in 1936. He was just 17 years old. Wow. After the season was over, he, he still had to finish his senior year in high school. Amazing. Okay. So... Those that sketch your hat and look for the post, the post is up already. So it's we're up. getting we're getting on it that right up. away. And let's see who can get it right. All right, so
0: you want to go on your rant?
1: You can't just ask me. Let's just start talking about it. Well,
0: I'm on. not going to let you go on it just yet.
1: <sighs> you fucking <laughs> asshole! I oh shit! A little scared by the vibration of your phone.
0: Yeah. Anyway. uh... I'd like to start off with something light, you know, some, some, something light. Okay. I thought about this in my in, in, during the intro. I kind of want to just like spit this into the mic. What was I, everyone had? Everyone watched fucking Nickelodeon growing up. All right. I mean, I, I assume you did.
1: Of course, I did.
0: All right. Hey, listen, I never know with you. Sometimes <laughs> you, you you fucking watch every movie under the sun, and then yet you haven't heard of some things. I don't know. Um. What was your favorite Nick show growing up? There's so many classics.
1: Um I was a big Doug fan. Wow. I like I don't think many
0: people say Doug was their favorite. Doug liked, was a solid show.
1: I like Doug. I liked Rocket Power, uh Global Guts, Legends of the Hidden do, Temple. Do, 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 do you have it? Guts. Do, 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 do you have it? Guts. Uh double. <laughs> Du- double Dare, Double Dare 2000 was a good show. Oh, the game shows were awesome. Uh, the Legends of the Hidden Temple. That was my, Nick, f- oh, my favorite. Best. Show.
0: Blue Barracudas. I the wanted to be the on the purple. Blue- mo- the purple monkeys. I wanted to be on the blue <laughs> Barracudas so bad. You uh, know they sell those shirts now, in, like yeah, those hipster shor- stores, like mm-hmm. vintage game show sh- uh, shirt. You could
1: probably buy them on Amazon. Sixty bucks. Get the fuck out! You know, here. but if you're talking about favorite show outside of Nickelodeon, I'm it, talking about it was Boy Meets World. Boy Meets World. Wow. That's a good one. But that was Disney. That wasn't All right. Nickelodeon.
0: Hey, we, can, we, can, we can expand the realm. What about you? I was hoping you were going to say a cartoon because everyone has that cartoon that they watched when they were a kid. I mean, Rugrats. <laughs> rugrats. Rugrats. rugrats was legendary. Cat, cat Dog. Nah, cat, cat Dog was okay. Not on that same level. Hey Dude, Arnold. Rugrat Hey Arnold. I was thinking of the Hey Arnold theme song. Amazing, amazing! Fire flames theme song, right? The characters, Mickey line, I think that the baseball player's Mickey name K-Line. was. Like, it was like a tribute to Mickey Mantle. Helga, yeah, Helga with the shrine. You got, um, oh, oh, Dino Spumoni. Dino I think Spumoni. that was like a, uh, a play on
1: um, Frank Sinatra
0: or some shit. Or, or, um,
1: who the, was the? Who, what was so the name of name? the weirdo that was always behind Helga? Um, they always, she always punched him in the yeah, face. Moses' uh, name. I don't know. But that that that
0: dude. That show was just a bunch of kids. They, hey, Arnold's room was fucking awesome. I wanted that room.
1: Oh, with the with the windows on the top, with the sky roof. The fucking the couch windows. that
0: came out of the wall. Mm-hmm. Come on.
1: But yeah, I mean, there's they don't make TV shows like they did they did back oh, hell then. Hell no. No one's a great show.
0: I'm surprised you didn't say this one because you're a big sports guy. The Jersey. Remember that show? This kid had like this old, I think it was like a football jersey, and every time he put it on, he he, like was transported into the body of a a fucking athlete. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I think that's how it went.
1: Gerald was his best friend. We didn't name Gerald. Yeah,
0: Gerald. Of course. Yeah, fucking um, Stinky was a big hick. He got uh, what? A, what? A, what Sid, Eugene, Sid, Eugene, you, you know, who um, always got hurt. Eugene was a jinx. Um, who was the who was Harold? Was the fucking big fat kid? Um, Sid was like the the kid with the leather jacket and the backwards hat.
1: Uh, stoop kid.
0: Stoop kid. Stoop pigeon kid. man Anyone wants to leave. His pigeon stoop. man.
1: Stoop.
0: Fucking amazing, amazing characters.
1: We grew up with a stoop kid in a way. Who? Who? Who never left his fucking house? Barely ever left his fucking house. And all he did was and he all he did was hang out in his dungeon of a, a dungeon of a basement.
0: No idea. Be- bedroom. I have no idea.
1: Yes, you do. Be- basement? Bedroom? His bed his bedroom was in his basement. All he did was read this book. He drove all the way to a certain state to see this chick. Oh my God. I love the kid to death. Dude, he was not a stoop kid. <laughs> he was not. He was not a stoop kid. <laughs> he was close to a stoop no, kid. No, he wasn't. He only he only come he only came out for wiffle ball
0: yeah
1: Ride, and cards, he rode, he rode bikes. That was it. Okay, we lost him in a trail one day, heard, one time. I I that was there. so funny. I wasn't
0: there? That was so funny. Uh, no. So I'm not even gonna acknowledge it. I'm not even gonna say the guy's name.
1: I Neither mean, we don't have to.
0: But no, I disagree. All right. Well, that was that. I just wanted to start off with something light.
1: Before we get into baseball, today's a big day. Final four games oh, are today. Fuck yeah. Uh, you got, let's just
0: say, let me, let me just say, because I know, I know that Matt's going to be listening and I'm in a pool with Matt as well as my other friends from school. I'm the only guy that had Texas tech winning the whole thing. And I got off to a fuck. I always, I always over pick upsets. I, I fucking go overboard with the upsets. All right. And it bit me in the ass this year as it always does. I was down and out, man. I was down and out. I was in 19th place. Matt and Dean and Austin, they were flying high. All of a sudden, UNC gone. Duke gone. Oh, shit. Their brackets are fucking busted. And here I am, one of the last three guys who have the potential to win the whole thing. Um, The other two only have one out of four uh, final four entries. I have two out of four. The only reason why they're ahead of me Is because they've had more correct picks up to this point. I have not. But if Virginia loses and Texas Tech wins, as long as Tech goes further than Virginia, I'm golden. I'm golden. What? So What, the Rockets fucking smacking the Knicks?
1: No, look at the bench. Look at the Rockets bench. There's nobody there. (laughs)
0: That's fucking hate.
1: We're watching Sports Center. They showed the Knicks-Rocket highlights, and they stopped it twice. With nine minutes left in the fourth quarter, there were three guys on the bench. By with three minutes left in the game, the bench was empty. They they all called it in and said, "This game's over. I'm going home." <laughs> game was over from tip-off. It's all right. One le- one one loss closer to Zion. Watch the,
0: the Knicks being the Knicks. Zion's going to stay two in school. Gonna, two no. Two things are going to happen.
1: They're saying. There's an article he's saying. He's not staying. He might get stay. The, he's not staying. Just, just to, He's
0: not staying. With
1: the Knicks' luck the way it is, no, he's staying. I,
0: no. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. Knicks' luck is going to be they get the first pick and... Pick someone co- totally different. Well,
1: that's very next. next. Or
0: they don't get the first pick, and they tanked, and they end up getting the fucking third pick. Because they're guaranteed top three, I believe. But they're going to get the worst out of the fucking situation. Mm. So they're going to miss out on Zion. They're going to miss out on possibly Ja Morant or R.J. Barrett. I think Ja Morant is projected number two. He's a guy from Murray State. I don't know if mm. you watched it earlier. Yeah. Dude, he's a fucking animal. Also, I got a bone to pick with Bleacher Report, I believe it is. Um, fucking top 5 point guards in the league. They ranked Russell Westbrook 5th. The dude is averaging a triple double for the third straight year. Are you kidding me? If he's not the best, he's he's got to be top 3. I think he's 2nd behind Chris Paul. But
1: you would know better than me.
0: That's just me. Anyway, uh
1: All right. So. We doing this. Yes, let's do it. So. Let's do it. Baseball season is underway, officially, underway, and it's April. And they're eight games in, nine games in. Yankees are losing to bad teams. And you know what? It's April. I'm going to keep saying it. It's April. Do you really think the Baltimore Orioles are going to finish in fucking second place? No, they're not. Okay. The Red Sox are two and seven. That's not gonna happen either. Okay. You know, the Tigers, one of the worst teams in the league, are in second place in their division. Okay? The Houston Astros are three and five. Like, it's the beginning of a season. Baseball is not like other sports. It's not how you start, it's how you finish. There have been so many instances where teams that have been up in that have led the division for the first half of the season don't win the division i can name three or four instances off the top of my head that are in that are that are very clear facts to the point that it's not how you start it's how you finish it's the mets a few years ago blew a a nine-game lead the Red Sox in this in '78 blew a 14-game lead to the Yankees. The Yankees in 2009, when they won the World Series, were 11 and 19 to start the season. It's not how you start; it's how you finish. Okay, you can play 500 baseball in the first half of the season and then go on a run. Okay, even the Oakland A's last year were out of the playoffs until until after the All Star break they made the run. They made the wild card game. It's not how you start. So I don't. I don't can't even listen to sports radio. In the month of April, because you have all these fans who don't, who think they know the game of baseball, and they and they don't, and they're saying, "Oh well, this is this, like the whole world is going to end." They're three and five, big fucking whoop-de-do. Yeah, someone
0: someone came on Francesa yesterday and said that uh, he doesn't think the Yankees are going to make the playoffs. Francesa was like, he's saying the same things you're saying. He's like, look, they're going to make the playoffs. Don't worry about it.
1: Okay, they're 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 three and four. Okay, and pitching is always ahead of the hitting in April, right? The hitters always have to catch up to the pitching. That that's what everybody says and stuff like that. But you know what? It, it's also the fact that it that's kind of true nowadays. It's kind of not. I mean, it's cold now in some of these places. I was watching the 12, Trevor Bauer almost combined no hitter the other night, and it was snowing and raining in Cleveland. You know, it was forty something degrees. It's hard to hit in those conditions. Mm. You know, so. You know, you really, really, realistically, if you think that the Yankees aren't going to make the playoffs based on seven games, no, go take, go take a long walk off a short fucking pier. That's,
0: um, I don't think that's a concern. It's for me at least. And it's I, not a I concern. Get, I me. understand it's April. I get it. I hear you. But I just feel like, I mean, I, I think the Tigers have a better team than the Orioles, would you agree?
1: Yeah, I think so. All right, I, I just feel like the
0: Yankees should be fucking killing the, the even. Orioles.
1: But look, look at last year. Even last no, year, I the know. Yankees had I, a problem with Baltimore. I know, just, but why? It's just how it goes. But no, those but, are teams you should beat, and right. I agree. So but, those are teams you should beat. But
0: now, what happened last year to Yankees? They won a hundred. Okay, mm-hmm. they just couldn't get past the Red Sox. Is it? Is it the way their team is built? is it how they're managed? Is it decisions they make? I feel like if you can't beat a simple team like the Orioles, then you it, it showed but that's how, the, how do you expect to beat the Red Sox? That's the
1: greatest thing about baseball though is there's it you got to play the games and anybody can beat anybody on no, any what? any given day and it's not like basketball it's where it's not though. Where, yeah, yeah it, not. Is. it is. It is. It is. It is. It is. When it,
0: when when the when the fucking difference is is that big? Everyone was saying it. everyone like fucking what's his name uh, Sterling and and, and uh, Waldman yeah Waldman they're the, the fucking first second game I th- I was listening to on the radio and they're both like eh, fucking Susan Wallman, by the way she's fucking annoying.
1: No, who does a great Susan Wallman impression? Oh, Chin.
0: Oh God. So she's like, oh, uh, the 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 Orioles like she's making it like she's she's talking as if she's watched them for fucking years. All right, she's like. All their young team they're going to be aggressive they're just not going to they're not going to really care about what they do they're just going to steal on everything they're going to run on everything they're going to swing away Da-da-da. that's they're going to be dangerous and, she, and like her her whole narrative was changing as the Yankees were losing she went from saying they're going to have like the first games like they're going to have a hard time winning games this year to when they were beating the Yankees they're like they're going to they you know you can't you can't underestimate them. They're going to be tricky. Dude, they got nobody. <laughs> but, like, we were talking about their guy, Trey, man- Trey Mancini. The Yankee killer. New, new Yankee killer, which uh, the Orioles always had a fucking Yankee killer, man. Tejada. Tejada was, like, number one.
1: Miguel Tejada.
0: He was fucking. He was a an assassin. Kind of just, kind of just sucked in a burp as I spoke there.
1: Well, you know what? It's it, This is the thing. And there's something I want to jump on what you just said, and it's what drives me nuts about baseball now and the article that I had to pain myself through the other day. And you saw it as a tweet. I saw it as a tweet and I read the article. You found the article the article article's now? up right now. So
0: Yeah, this is it.
1: That's it. And and this when is this out, March, right? March twenty third. Yep. So
0: Alright, here we go. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna sit back.
1: Oh, the the hat is backwards. Oh shit! So, let me just. Uh, let's, just let's just. Let's just. Let's just. Shut up. Shut up. Let me start by saying this.
0: Now would be a good time to uh, introduce our sponsor, the Black Tux.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, let me just start by saying this. Uh, countless times on this show. I have been against analytics from the top all the way down to the bottom. And to read what I have read drives me up a fucking wall because there is an article that is out and there is a tweet that was out that says, from Brian Cashman, tells us that the analytics guys have grown in power and influence to such an extent they now have an equal voice in all trades. And they're in the fucking tunnel during the game telling Boone what moves to make.
0: Well, not really telling. They're urging him. It stro- earn- doesn't
1: fucking matter to me. Boone is a fucking puppet. It's the end of the story. It's why it's why Girardi's not here anymore. If you read really read into the stories of why Girardi's not here anymore, it's said Girardi calls up Cashman after the 2017 season, is planning about the 2018 season, and Cashman says, you're gone. We're firing you. Girardi calls up Steinbrenner, and Steinbrenner goes, I'm behind Cash. The reason why? He was against the analytics. He was a traditional manager. Okay? So now, you're taking one a very good baseball mind, who's been in the trenches, was a major league catcher, caught a perfect game with David Cohn, um, is from Northwestern, has a degree from Northwestern, okay? Okay? A smart guy and replacing him with a fucking nerd from Yale. All he has is a statistics degree and says that a statistics degree that baseball is is run by the numbers. Okay, they are ruining the game and it's it's utterly important to speak up. And I don't give a fuck that it's shocking and it's all over baseball. Just because someone jumps off a bridge, you're going to follow them. It doesn't make it right. You know, this is fucking crazy, because if you really think about it now, when um, Susan Wallman was saying, oh, they're going to swing away with the Orioles, they're going to swing away, they're going to take bases, they're going to do this, they're going to do that. That's the right way to play, okay? Baltimore played aggressive, and that's how you need to play. If you don't play aggressive, and you play passive, you sit back and wait for the numbers to tell you what to do, you're going to be at a loss, and with analytics and how much power it has over baseball, it's becoming unwatchable unwatchable. I don't want a manager being told by a nerd. A manager, by the way, who played third base for the Reds, played third base for the Yankees, is a very smart, from a very smart baseball family, right? You have Bob Boone, who was a good manager. You had Brett Boone, you know, and now you have this guy who can't make his own decisions and has to listen to a bunch of nerds down in the tunnel of the locker room.
0: I don't think it's that he can't make his own decision. I think he's more than capable of making his own decisions. He's a puppet. No, 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 no. I'm saying okay. I think that he's being forced to make decisions that he doesn't really want to.
1: I found, wow, nice fucking catch. I found a, a meme that said... It was a picture of Boone in front of a microphone during a press conference. And it said, Hey, Brian, where's my binder? I can't answer fucking baseball questions without my binder. Okay. Yeah, we we, we went off of Joe and Girardi, but we called them Binder Joe. And, you know, people were sick because he was trying... To, to, to take everything together with the analytics and his gut and put it together, okay? But numbers do tell a story. I'm not saying that they don't. And as a baseball guy, it's stupid to t- say that numbers don't tell a story. But they only tell you so much. Now, the fact of the matter that we have these guys making, number, making lineups based off the analytics... I want to shoot myself because it goes against everything that's right. Now, if you have a guy, now let's just make up a situation here. Okay. I'm not even going to use Yankee players. I'm going to use another player. Let's say Francisco Lindor, an absolute stud, shortstop, stud. Yeah. Okay. He hits 350 against righties and 250 against lefties. Let's just say. I'm not, these are all made-up numbers, okay. and so don't fact-check me yes. here. So, but, at this point in time, and let's say in a five-game stretch, he's 15 for 30, with four home runs, 10 RBIs, he's on base, and a lefty's pitching the next day. If you're running out of he doesn't play the next day. But he's hitting five hundred in his past five games. In his last 30 at-bats, he's got 15 hits. Why do you have to sit him? Okay? Just because... Johnny Johnny baseball over there is is hitting 350 against lefties and it's a day game and it's under 75 degrees and he had sex last night and he had a good meal. That's why he should play? No. Give me Lindor all day. Lindor should play against everybody and everything. You know, what's interesting is we were going I was in my group me chat with my baseball team and we were talking about um you know the the um the first baseman for the Mets Alonzo and, Pete. and Alonzo Pete. played four games and they benched him to give him a rest. Uh-huh. Now, I know that this kid, this kid, his name is Bomb. Bomb is, is, you know, a close friend, a good friend, uh, played with him for a long time, you know, med fan. And... His argument is is yep. that these guys are lifting so much weights, they're so much bigger that they need to actually need the day off. Fuck that. Okay? And it was funny because it was me and this other kid and I'm going back in my group me now and I will read you the conversation. Hold
0: on. The the Mets are lifting weights during the season?
1: L- listen. He, he's a troll, this kid. He likes to troll during baseball season because he's a Mets fan and the Mets are playing the most important games now.
0: Well, no, no. What I'm saying is that's the, the stupidest thing to do.
1: Well, I agree.
0: You do that in preseason. I agree. During the season, you have to like... You, you, you're you all about maintenance and game game skill development, you know? So you don't need to take that extra day or two to rest and and have your muscles repair because you fucking just set a new PR on the bench bro what are you looking up right now
1: I'm looking for it okay so so this is how it started you know something happened with the Yankees and the Yankees have a small class on the DL they have 12 or 13 guys on the DL Tulo's on the DL Andrew Hars on the DL. Stanton's on the DL. Severino, Hicks, CC. You know the list goes on. Montgomery, Didi. And this is how it starts. He goes. He goes. Alonzo's been swinging a bat, hot bat as well. Got to make sure everyone's getting their ABs. That's what's tough when you've got a lot of uninjured talent. Tough decisions. Shot right there. So, one. The next conversation is you are incapable of not trolling. Good point about Smith swinging it well. They're talking about Dominic Smith. Dom Smith yeah. But how do you sit down the guy you're hoping is your next stud after four games? And this was his response. He's a big guy, a young guy. Everyone needs a break. He's coming off a lot of highs. Can easily overwork himself without limiting without a limiting factor. Coming off a lot of highs. Exactly. It's baseball. Play your hot players. Okay. Then the next, the guy goes... This bombs quote unquote bomb has been lights out. So let's just pitch someone else because he's probably mentally tired from doing so well. Right. And then bomb comes back with this. He goes first game, first hit first RBI, first home run. It's his first week. The adrenaline and excitement might make him not feel as if he's working as hard as he is. And that's how you overextend and get hurt. Bullshit. He's not 20. He's <laughs> Charlie goes, his name is Charlie. Charlie goes, he's not a 22 year old liberal arts major. Okay, he's a major leaguer. And then Baum goes, he's been a major leaguer for one week. I don't care who you are. Your first week is exciting as fuck. You just got to slow things down. And Charlie goes, I'm going to disagree. And he goes, also, haven't looked at matchups or anything, but it could be a factor. There's the matchup thing again. He goes, you're right. It is exciting. And he's going to be great, but it's just four games. It's a righty tonight. That's who was pitching at that point. Then I jumped in and said... Jeter played 157 games in his rookie year. He wasn't asking for a break after four games, and then somebody says that I went there, and I said, or being benched because of a pitching matchup. He and then I went on with Jeter. Jeter hit 314 and won the Rookie of the Year. Bomb goes, here we go. This is this is where it gets good. And now me and Baum, me and, me and this kid, go back and forth for a good hour and a half about this. He goes, he goes, what an what an outrageous thing to say. Once again, the blindness of res- respect taking over the simple mind of me, James Puma, Jeter was a string bean, kind of fat now. In, in parentheses, Alonzo is a big boy, and that much meat makes it much more likely to get hurt. The entire approach to the game has changed necessarily, and a point of of the training techniques have made humans overperform the limitations even in the last 20 years. You don't see pitchers throwing 150 pitches anymore, but you should routinely. But but, but you do see routinely throwing 100 mile an hour fastballs. So, my response was, but regardless, I hate the fact these managers feel the way that they have to sit players and play matchups when 20 years ago, everyone hit against lefties and everybody hit against righties and they played 155 games. Bomb, I I see what you're saying, but I understand, but I say it's pussyitis. Okay? And he goes, if you worked out as much as these guys and officially as these guys, you threw a lot harder and would never be able to do the shit you do without getting hurt. And I can tell you right now, they... That doesn't make them pussies and you and you not i don't know what that means i said and then this was my response and it kind of goes what you were saying i said maybe that's the problem guys work out too much look at what happened to Syndergaard. he got too big and got hurt maybe players should focus on flexibility especially pitchers you know just as much as i do that location is it's more about location 92 on the block is just as effective as 99 down the dick You've paid, you're, you're paid what's to be... With,
0: what's with this fucking baseball talk, you guys? Da- down the dick? So,
1: if you think about what? it, when you sit down... The, no, I, the, I understand. When you sit on the plate... No, no, no I get it. I get it. Uh, so then, uh, I'm, explain, just saying, let, I'm just explain. saying. Explain. If you get it, let me explain it. What, what do you mean? What is it? Down the, down the dick. Right down the fucking middle. There's more to it. Oh. It's down the dick because that's where the... If the catcher is set up right there, you're throwing the ball <laughs> pretty, pretty much at his dick. That's why it's down the dick. <laughs> okay? Oh, man. So... You said, you're, I said, you're paid to be on the field, not to take days off because you're afraid of getting hurt. Injuries do happen and players need days off, but after four game is a little ridiculous. I can see maybe after playing 20 games in 21 days, needing a break. Players are so worried about throwing harder and hitting further and not taking into account that staying healthy and being who you are as a player is more important. And then Charlie goes, and this is, and this is kind of going into what you're saying about lifting. Charlie goes, Bom, professional athletes do not train very hard outside of maybe the offseason. Pro athletes use the weight room to stay healthy. They're already top 1%, not not much changes from the weight room. Most of them train as con- as conservatively to, tr- to avoid any weight room injury. So in result, they end up not training much as they actually do. This isn't shit I'm making up. This is stuff I've been talking about with guys who are high school and professional strength coaches. So like Cespedes and Syndergaard, quote unquote, lifting too much. Bullshit. They're the exception, not the rule. And then... They, um, and then I said, and then Baum goes, who's playing 21, 20 games in 21 days? Seriously, who? This is when you know he doesn't know what he's talking about. I said, and then I said, Ripken played 2,600 games in a row. So I'm guessing he did. And he goes, I looked for two seconds. Yankees are coming off the break where they play 22 games in 24 days. Most teams have stretches like that. He goes, I'm not talking about now, you ass hat," And I'm... And name one starter who's playing all of those games. Come on, you're smarter than this. I'm not talking about powerlifting. It's outrageous to say they're not working out. I'm saying PT stuff, band work, throwing, distance throwing, programs. And yes, in the offseason, they're killing themselves. They're they're mutants, so by they're all getting to the point where they're getting too strong for the ligaments. And then I said, Aaron Judge played 23 games in 25 days in 2017. And the two days he didn't play were off days. And he did it again last season. Big guy as well, 6'7", I believe. And he played the outfield at not first base. So I was kind of bringing it back to Alonzo because Alonzo is saying big guy, whatever. Aaron Judge plays the outfield and he's six fucking seven, and he's playing twenty three games in twenty five days, and he goes.
0: Yeah, I mean, his whole his all argument of, uh, that Pete Alonzo's a big boy holds no fucking weight to Judge. And then he I goes. Mean, Luke too that probably to, and
1: Dan Stanton. So he goes, and then he asked me, he goes, "How many games were those? Was he DHing?" So I looked it up, and I said, Judge only DH'd 11 games, played 114 games, hundred 141 games in the outfield in 2017, and DH'd 19 games and 91 and played 91 games in the outfield in 2018. But he also got hurt; he got hit in the wrist and missed all that time. I was at the game when he got hit in the wrist last year. Okay, so it's crazy to think that some of these baseball fans now think that these players need rest after a short amount of time and it's the analytics driven shit that is proving that and providing that argument right like like I said Derek Jeter Barry Bonds um just you don't all these guys all these guys literally
0: every every baseball player ever
1: can should be able to hit against lefties (laughs) and righties one of the biggest knocks about Didi DeGrores coming into before he was a Yankee was the fact he couldn't hit lefties and he mashed left-handed pitching last year Okay? Players make adjustments. That's why they're Major League players. Now, going back to another argument that we were talking about a long time ago was there's too many strikeouts. A couple nights ago, against the Tigers, the Yankees struck out 18 fucking times. That's bad. 18. That's bad. That's terrible. And you mean to tell me that it's the right way to play the game? Put the ball in fucking play. Change your approach, and then even against that game against Baltimore, a couple in 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 the opening series, the guy threw four or five changeups in a row, and all you see Stanton do is wave at it. It's the big hit, home run, strikeout approach. That approach is horrible. I mean,
0: that's that's Luke Voigt.
1: That's Luke Voigt. That's Giancarlo Stanton. Okay, Aaron Judge. No. A- Aaron Judge may tried to make. I went for the golden sombrero yesterday. By the way. Aaron Judge, everyone, everyone is fine. Aaron Judge, yeah. Aaron Judge made changes in his swing with two strikes. So he's making an effort to strike out less. I've
0: said this to you, that throughout the years he's made adjustments. When he first got called up, how how many times did he strike out?
1: Oh, he's, his he swing was, was so long. He
0: was the worst. Then, last year, he made adjustments that, that put him into the conversation that, that he's in now. Of, of a, a top-tier player. Okay? Shortened his swing. He he learned how to hit breaking balls better. Better. Not good, better.
1: He's okay? laying off that slider away. Dude, he's good. laying
0: off so many pitches. That he used to fucking he used to swing at fucking sliders in the dirt every fucking time. Now he's not swinging. He's getting on base more. Okay? He's not getting the hits that we would like to see, but he's getting on base. He's walking a lot already this year. Agree?
1: So, right, well, right now, looking up Judge's stats. In 2016, in 95 plate appearances, he struck out 42 times.
0: So it's half the time.
1: That's a lot. That's next f- time, oh, no shit. Next in 2017, he struck out 208 times in 678 plate okay, appearances. Okay, so a third. Still a lot. He cut yeah, that not
0: 50 percent though.
1: In 100 and in, in 498 plate appearances, he struck out 152 times.
0: Okay, so a quarter. Still a
1: lot. A quarter. Okay, though. right it's, now it's going down
0: each, each time.
1: Right now in 32 plate appearances, he struck out 14 times. All right, so almost pe- half, almost half, almost half, and he's walked six times. He walked right. seventy-six times last year. Walked one hundred and twenty-seven times the year before that. So he's only got si- he's got six walks. I mean, he's hitting two sixty-nine. Yeah. But like I said, you it's twenty. He's no got home runs yet, right? Uh, no, he's got thirty-two plate appearances. You know, he's gonna get another f- six hundred. You know, six hundred and fifty plate appearances if if he stays healthy. So, which
0: yeah, I think you will.
1: You know, and 30- notice
0: the biggest dude in the fucking league. Really doesn't. I mean, I, he got hurt last year, so I understand. Well, he got hurt by he
1: got hit by pitch. You know that that happens. But in in his four year career, in about a little over thirteen hundred at bats, he struck he struck out four hundred and sixteen times. It's a lot. It's a lot. Okay. Now, if you put him side by side to
0: yeah, but you're not you're not looking at him with like an Altuve.
1: No, 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 no. All right,
0: like their games are different.
1: Okay. Well, all right. You know who he's comparable to? Let's look at Griffey. Okay, Griffey, power-hitting outfielder, big, tall, okay? Six, he's two, so he's got five inches on Judge. No judge not come it. close to Judge. Okay. In first four years of his career, he struck out 86 times in, in 500 plate appearances. He struck out 86 times, okay? 81 times in 666 plate appearances in 90. 91, he struck out 82 times, and in 92, he struck out 67. Okay, that was his most appearances. Okay. Well, 691 in his first five years. 691, 96 strikeouts. No, 91 strikeouts. He had 96 walks. He had more walks than strikeouts. Okay. The most he struck out in a season was 121 in 704 played appearances.
0: How about 720 was his most appearances?
1: Same thing, 121. He walked 76 times. It's identical. Look at this. Look how identical this is. 56 home runs, back-to-back years. 147 RBIs, to 146. Uh, 76 walks, and 121 strikeouts. Same thing. His batting, he just got more at bats in 98. At the end of his career, let's see. He's 39 in 2009 for the Mariners. He had 454 plate appearances. He struck out 80 times. Like... There's a comparable even though the height's not there. It's comparable. Power hitting outfielder. Okay? Just because you're a power hitter doesn't give you the I mean, right to strike I'm out. I'm not giving him the excuse. Okay. I'm
0: not saying that. At One all. of the
1: In an opening day, they the, uh, the Orioles shifted on him and Stanton, they put their foot in the ground, hit the ball hit lasers the other way. Lasers. That's what you got to do. Hit the ball the other way. Put the ball on the ground. Score runs. They had... How many runs did they score on opening day? Eight? Seven. Seven. They scored eight, eight the other day. So, yeah, but they scored eight the other day. Glaber hit two home runs. Void hit a Bird, home run. Bird. No. Bird that he was two that different run? games. Two different games. Oh, no. On Thursday. On Thursday. Bird hit one, though. Uh, no, Voight did. Voight, Vo- Bird hit a home run on opening day. Yeah. Okay. So, so like, you know... These analytical assholes, analytics are the reason why strikeouts are so hard. Because strikeouts, players took pride in not striking out. Now, these analytical assholes are saying strikeouts aren't a big deal. Okay, If you had 40 home runs and strike out 200 times, that's fine. But that's not okay. Because you want to know something? If you live and die by the home run, you're not going to win baseball games in October. Plain and simple. No, and just to go back to something we talked about in the beginning, you know, about baseball and anybody can beat anybody on any given day, you might run into somebody, some pitcher, some no-name pitcher who's got a six-something ERA and then shows up one day and goes seven innings of one-hit ball and shuts you down, okay? It doesn't, and, and, you know, that's why baseball is such a great sport because anything can happen on any given day. Like, look at Trevor Bauer. In 39-degree weather, he almost threw a no-hitter. Threw 116 pitches. They took him out because his pitch count was too high. Okay, And I don't blame them either. But analytics is killing baseball. And I would like to talk to anybody who thinks analytics is good for baseball. Because we can have a good decision, a good decision discussion. here, good discussion and make a decision on what really is. And I will shut down any argument you bring to the table. All right, so Any so argument. You hear that?
0: We, uh, we'll put something up. Somebody please challenge Puma on this debate. I I, I I agree with you, Puma. Um, I think it, I think it is interesting to look at baseball in a mathematical viewpoint. To a point. Yeah, it's interesting to see trends and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, like you said, you you gotta go with your gut. You have to ride the hot hand, the hot bat. That's that's just basic fucking sports shit, man. Like any sport, right? Uh, back, your backup qB had to replace your your starter but now he's uh, now he's hot why are you gonna take him out he, he's he's doing the job right you're winning don't stop basketball bench guy had to replace a starter now he's now he's doing well maybe you don't start him but maybe you up his minutes or something because he's been hot i feel like that just happens in all sport uh realms here but i i i see your frustration because you're you're a baseball purist um are there any managers out there today that that are not analytical
1: the one that really goes by his gut more often than not is probably joe Madden
0: is he the, the only one though the one the of the only, only one ones left. left. now you, uh, yeah i got that
1: question for you here
0: how do you feel about cody bellinger
1: cody bellinger what about him
0: how do you feel about him? Good ball player. Yeah, decent ball player. They're like they're talking about him like, like he's the fucking greatest thing on earth. I mean, he's crushing, he's crushing home runs now. But if you look at his swing, his swing is everything that you and I talk about is 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 wrong.
1: He's it's, long. It's he's literally loopy.
0: it's literally uppercut every fucking time.
1: Well, I mean, he's known for home runs. He had thirty nine his rookie year, and he hit twenty five last year. So he's known for hitting how home many runs? He got now? Five. Right. And thirty three playing appearances. He's hit yeah. five.
0: Okay. So uh, I mean, all right, so what's his average now? I mean he's hot as fuck. He's
1: hitting two sixty eight career. He struck out three hundred and two right times. Now, right now. Right now he's hitting four thirty eight. Okay. But that's like I said I know, no no, it's, I know it's early. Average averages know. are pl- in, I know, I know. are bloated right now.
0: I know, I'm just saying. Look at Yelich.
1: Get Yelich on here. Yelich is Yelich is
0: amazing. Okay. He, he how many how many home runs does he have? He's got to be up there too, right? He homered in like three straight games or some shit. He's
1: got like six, I think. He's got like six home runs, I think, right I think now. That many? Yeah, four. four, four.
0: Okay. His swing is not as loopy.
1: But look at the strikeouts. Okay, What's he got? he's got. So he he his he's a career two ninety seven hitter in seven years. So it's a good it there's a, enough information here to to make a decision. Okay. He struck out the most he struck out in the season is 138 times in 666 at bats. And he hit 298 that year. Okay. He does he puts the ball in play. He's what you want as a major league hitter. Hits for average, what puts I, the ball in play, and also I'm, hits the ball out. What
0: I'm saying is that I was I was trying to argue that I I mean look, I I like Bellinger like I, you know think he's a good player, but I just hate, because like I told you that one story about one of my players like, oh coach, but you know, my launch angle has to be at this degree and you know, the bat speed's gotta, you look at Cody Bellinger, it's, it's everything that is wrong with the analytics, right, it's, it's purposely telling them to swing like that because if you make contact, you have this great of a chance to put the ball out and he His swing is always An uppercut Yeah he, he centers that ball up It's fucking gone But when he doesn't He's missing it He's a home run or, or not Yelich Has one less home run He's only got four strikeouts In 32 appearances And his average Career wise Has always been high Yeah this is the worst one He's probably the worst one Joey Gallo He's literally a home runner bust. Two
1: hundred. He in five hundred and seventy-seven plate appearances, he hit two hundred struck out two hundred and seven times. In thirty plate appearances, he already struck out seven. You know, he, there was a stat that came up, and he has a hundred hits now. Uh, career. What? No two hundred. no. I was going to say something. What? He's That's got. It? I forgot what the fact was, but he has more home runs than singles.
0: Okay. <sighs> That's bad. Okay, that's bad, man. I, I, yeah. So, um, so one of the arguments that one of a, a, a loyal listener has made to us is that, well, what if the pitching has just gotten better? Fuck that. What do you mean fuck that?
1: It's not the pitching. Come it's on. The hitters. Why can't you say that you're a pitcher? Exactly, and and it's not the pitchers. Okay. What is one of the oldest tales in baseball? The harder it comes in, the harder it goes out. If yeah. you have the right approach, pitchers better. make mistakes up in the zone. J.A. Hatt makes his money throwing the fastball up in the strike zone.
0: But better pitching doesn't necessarily mean harder pitching. Yeah, I know more. it's more common to see guys throwing 100 you, miles an hour now. But what if they're there just better? Because you have to admit, too, we're seeing an error where there are a lot of really good fucking pitchers out there. There are,
1: but I, at the same time, these hitters, if you look at a lot of these hitters' approaches, they're shit.
0: I know you're all about the approach. It's I, all I, about I, the
1: approach. I know, I get it. I totally, I'm
0: 1,000% in agreement with you. But, it's not, I, I get that the, that the pitchers, are not, uh, the hitters are not always seeing the ace, Okay and that they're still getting fucking rocked by the ace, uh, the not-ace. But there's a lot of really good pitching out there. And I would argue that there might be a collection, a better collection of pitchers at one time than there ever was. Can you think, you know more than me, can you think of a time where in one season there was a large amount of really good pitchers. What do you mean? I'm saying right now, the league, in 2019, there are a lot of very, very good pitchers. It's not like there's are only a couple of great pitchers. There's, there's a lot of them. I mean, look at our fucking fantasy team alone. We mm-hmm. have three studs. Yeah. So, can you remember a time where there were also a lot of really, really good pitchers at this in the same season. Again, I'm going just I don't know shit. You know way more than me.
1: You know, I, I think that it's what's important to remember about all this is that if you look at hitters from back in the day, you know, And you look at a Manny Ramirez or you look at these pure hitters, even Miguel Cabrera in his prime. No matter what you were throwing, he could find a way to square it up. Yeah. Okay. And Manny Ramirez, there's a folktale. Manny Ramirez in his house had a 45-foot cage and a machine that would just throw 110 mile an hour fastballs right down the middle and he would have to learn how to get used to it. Right. You know, when you're teaching these poor players and i'm i feel bad for the players these poor players about getting underneath the ball launch angle blah 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 it's all garbage to me okay there's nothing what like i i brought this fact up the other day what i'm asking you guy who doesn't know anything common sense what's easier to field a fly ball or a ball that's hit on the ground pop fly a pop fly a fly ball so if you hit a fly ball and you have the right launch angle and you hit it 400 feet to dead center field at yankee stadium you're still eight feet short right it's an out now let's say you hit the ball john carlos stanton hits a ball 120 miles an hour off the bat on the ground at the third baseman he has a better chance to get a hit or get on base To do that now, John Carlos Stanton is paid to hit home runs. I understand that, but he's also paid to knock in runs. Hmm. He's also paid to come up with two outs, with a runner in scoring position, and get the job done. And that doesn't necessarily mean hit a home run. Necessarily, he's puts the ball, put the ball in play, get a base hit. Okay.
0: Get on base. Get on
1: base. Get on base somehow. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to bring this back now. The other day was coaching a game, conference game. We lost 15 to 1. We lost 15 to 1. And we, the pitcher against us is going to Manhattan, lefty, good pitcher, good velocity. Uh, D1 school. Yeah, D1. And he was very predictable. It was fastball, fastball, curve. Fastball, fastball, curve. Getting ahead of the count with the fastball, using the curveball to put us away. Okay, the kids
0: My classic whiffle ball strategy. My kids,
1: my players, couldn't make the adjustment. Right? So we struggled. We put up one run. So a lot of our outs were lazy fly balls, lazy ground balls, rolling over on stuff. Um, you know, we had one one kid, one kid hit, hit a triple, got got a hold of one, lefty on lefty actually, mm-hmm. and hit a triple, scored on a pass ball, got our one run. Now let's look at the approach of the other team. Other team's approach. Two pitches into the game, they're up one nothing. Why? They hunted the fastball. They had the approach, fastball, look fastball, hit fastball. First leadoff hitter gets a fastball, triple. Next pitch, kid gets another fastball, first at bat, first pitch, base hit, one nothing. Next kid, first pitch swinging, fastball, base hit. So, if you look, if you're looking for the right pitch and you get it, and now after that inning, we gave up four runs in that inning. Right, that pitcher came play. back. Pause, pause, when pause. my pitcher came back in, I said to him, "I said, okay, what's what's the adjustment? What's the adjustment? What's our adjustment at the plate? What's our adjustment on the mound?" My pitcher said, "I want to start throwing some off-speed pitches for the first for my first pitch. That's that's the right adjustment." Now, granted, he got hurt, pulled his back out, had to bring a new pitcher in. Didn't make the hit that pitcher didn't make the adjustment, and he got hit around two. And what's going on in the major leagues is that our the pitchers know how to throw. They know that these power hitters are looking for something a hanging a hanging pitch, hanging slider, hanging breaking ball, or a fastball. So they're going to throw backwards. They're going to throw curveballs and fastball counts. They're going to throw fastball and curveball counts. You know, you're really, unless it's 3-1, 2-0, you might get a fastball you can hit, right? You know, how many times have I seen a major league hitter take the first pitch and there's a fastball right down the middle? Like, they're not attacking the baseball. And when they do decide to attack the baseball, they're throwing them a slider. So how much is it as is the pitching is better or is the pitching smarter than the hitter? And is the pitching... Now, if you really want to spin the analytics around, is the pitching analytics smarter than the hitting analytics?
0: Hmm. Well, that's what I was going to say to you, is that...
1: It's not that the pitching is better. It's that the pitchers are smarter.
0: Okay. Okay,
1: but... And they know they're hitters. All right.
0: So, your your story about your pitchers making adjustments, mm-hmm. though not based off of data... It is in a way analytical, because but it, because you're teaching them to to read the pitcher's tendencies and react. To, oh, sorry, the other way around. The other team was saying, "What do you mean no? No, your, your other team scouted the fucking guy, your pitcher, and realized that he's throwing fastball the first pitch every time. So I know what's coming, and if I see it, but I'm that's gonna, not I'm analytical.
1: Sm- you're not basing it off of numbers. You're basing just, it off the eye test. I just said, but it's not analytical. I just said.
0: Okay, define analytics for me.
1: Numbers. Numbers. Looking at a number. Looking at a piece of fucking paper. So
0: how would you... How would you... Okay. Like I said, though not based off of data and not printed on a fucking sheet, okay? You are, in a way, analyzing...
1: Well, there's the a picture. There's a different. There's a difference There's a difference in words. No, 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 Analizing no, no, Analyzing no, 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 no. and analytics are what two different think? things. It's the same shit. It's different. No, it's not. Yes, it's, it is different. It's the same fucking word.
0: Listen, two different meanings. If I if I were to somehow be able to print out a spreadsheet of your pitcher's uh, your pitcher's first pitch, it would tell me everything the other the other team saw with the eye test. Yeah, it would. What
1: do you mean, no? Because what? But it because if that's just one game, because we have to play them again. Yeah. They're coming to us. Yeah. So if they come to us and the papers say this, and they completely change their approach, well, they, the numbers are wrong.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what. That's literally what I was just saying. Baseball
1: is a feel oh, shit. game.
0: It's was, feel, dude. Feel. I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you here. Okay. I'm, I'm saying everything you're saying. I'm, I was just pointing out that the eye test as you called it right you te- you teach them they the other team taught their guys you have to read the pitcher you have to understand what they're going to throw wh- when they throw this when they throw that that's something you teach all the time no mm-hmm. you've learned that since since you started playing ball right mm-hmm. when you get up in the in the, the on deck circle right you watch the whole pitcher's approach uh sometimes maybe their arm angle's different with a certain pitch uh, you know that pitch is coming right you you know that shit. You've been trained to look for that. All I'm saying is that if I were to print that out on a piece of paper somehow, figure it out how to do it, that would be analytics. You are analyzing and 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 uh, deducting a conclusion based off of trends and tendencies and giving number making numbers appear out of them. Though you did not use a binder to determine whether or not to make an adjustment like now now you said now as a good coach you said okay you got fucking rocked that inning what are you gonna do now differently on the mound and your pitcher did the right thing yeah I'm gonna throw some more breaking shit perfect but that's going based off of a trend that he noticed that yeah they picked up on my he even knew he knew.
1: Well, he's that pit, or that kid that is a very smart no, pitcher, and I, his and his brother at Harvard pitching. By I'm the way, I'm just saying
0: that you, that guy even knew. Yeah, I tend to throw the fastball first, so I have to change that now. So hopefully, in the future, he knows not to always do that pattern because I'm sure they're not the only team that's sc- that's scouting him or. I mean, gonna, it's high school baseball. Other teams are gonna, yeah, but you're pl- you're playing in the in the private schools. You're you're this is not like a public school thing where everyone's getting a chance to fucking play. These kids are fucking real deal. Holy field over here, mm-hmm. all right. So, all I'm saying is that I know you hate analytics, and you do say that there's a time and a place. I think this is the time and the place, though not numerical. This is it is in a way analytical.
1: Well, there's other factors to it that the numbers take out. Okay, in that inning, we made three errors. Right, that's so now, another thing.
0: Now, the the whole field thing that you say, right? Um, errors. Um, I, I I'm big on the psych- psychological aspect, right? He's giving up. He gets he gives up a couple early hits. Now, oh
1: shit! Now, well, as a coach, do do as now? a coach, the best thing to do is go out there and talk to him well, and settle right. him down. Exactly, but we didn't do that. Exactly. So you know, I'm just an assistant coach. I can't do that. Right. Well, all I'm saying
0: is, all I'm saying is that analytics has always been a part of baseball in the smallest scale and now it's just taking, taking control where, like you said, they break down everything and they're using it to determine um, make decisions that, that should be made based off of feel. Like, maybe if you were an analytics-driven team, that conversation you had with your, with your pitcher, you say, okay, well, based off of our analytics, when number six comes up to the plate for his second time, he looks for, uh, he he doesn't, he takes the first pitch every time. He's done that in the past, every single time.
1: So, and the one time he doesn't.
0: So, that's what I'm saying is that there's always, it's always been around.
1: You know, I I think but the whole that- boon thing.
0: Sorry, cut you off. The whole boon thing. I just want to get my piece in. What the whole boon thing? The, the second part of that article, or the second part of that quote from that from those guys that made the statement about um, the analytics team being in the in dugout, is that they said it's widespread throughout the league. And I think that's why it's not as big of a story as we th- thought it would be. When, when you told me this, I thought this was going to fucking rock the, the baseball world. But apparently it's... It's common commonplace everywhere, and it's it's really it's sad because now, like I asked you before, are there any managers out there now? If you really think, in light of this, are there really any managers out there that are going based off of what they're seeing, what they're feeling, what what you know their true gut? And you said Madden. I have to argue with that. He's he's one of the old old school guys left because look at every manager now, even in the NFL, right? Uh, McVeigh. For the Rams, he plays with a certain style that they see is effective. They hired that new guy to coach the Cardinals, King, Kingsbury or whatever the mm-hmm. fuck, his, fuck his name is. Um, he plays a certain style, which is which is what the NFL wants to play now. They see as successful.
1: Well, it's a high-paced offense. It's, yeah, but
0: it's... yeah, but look at who won the Super Bowl, the Patriots. Very They're, old school. They've never been a fucking high-flying team. The Super Bowl was low scoring. It was boring. So, yeah, the whole fucking season, pe- teams are putting up points. QBs are putting up yards. Wide receivers are, are, are getting fucking yards, catches, touchdowns for days. And yet, what what'd that Super Bowl come down to? The ineffectiveness of Todd Gurley. Well, he was and, hurt. Right. I said
1: he was hurt from the get-go.
0: Yeah. So, anyway, now with baseball, you got all these managers in that are analytical guys. Are they even managing at all? Or like you said, are they puppets? Are they all puppets.
1: The Tampa Bay Rays... Gone, is- gone,
0: gone is that fucking old school manager who's going to go with his gut to make, make a decision, put a pitcher in that is hot, to keep a batter in who may not have been on the fucking starting roster at the beginning, but had to be called up, and now he's he's proving himself.
1: Well, look at... The look- youngster,
0: Pete Alonso, mm-hmm. right? taking him out after only 4 games, let the fucking kid play. Yeah. This is his shot. I I think he wants to play. I, I think so think he too. I two shits about fucking resting his sore muscles, which by the way, when I when I was uh in, in Manhattanville for grad school, we were learning uh how uh fuck, what was the it was like a, bio, a biomechanics uh class. It was uh the guy was a certified strength and conditioning coach. I think he uh Is he at Rye? No, I think he's at Rye. Rye schools. Um, He also worked with... I think he worked with West Point football. All right? So West Point, like, they don't fuck up. They're the fucking army. Mm -hmm. All right? So they have that kind of training involved as well as top-notch sports trainers everywhere. So he was always saying, when you're programming, because these are for guys that wanted to coach high school uh, teams or be strength coaches for high school teams... He says when you're making a pro, uh, training program, you want to have your your lifting in the off season, and that makes total sense because physiologically, de- delayed onset muscle soren- soreness DOMS lasts for 48 hours. Okay, when you after you lift, your body literally tore the muscle fibers in order for them to grow at, during repair. So, if you're lifting in season, no wonder the fucking Mets are all hurt. I mean, tough, look at the Yankees. Um, but that's that's a really dumb idea. Have them lift in the offseason. That way they can have all the rest they need. And they don't have to go play a game the next fucking day. When you're in season, you have to maintain. You don't really do much lifting. You do a lot of stretching. A lot of light, light lifting to kind of just keep everything the way it is. You don't want to try and make progressions. You want to keep it the way it is. Because you don't want to sit your guy because he's sore. How foolish is that? I don't know if that's an analytical thing or if that's just the Mets' terrible training, which I which I mentioned a couple episodes ago. They're always fucking hurt, and no wonder why. Syndergaard, like you like you always bring up, was lifting too much, tore his fucking rotator cuff.
1: Was that in season? No, it was actually his lat muscle. What happened was, was he strained he his lat. Mets were like, oh, you should get an, R- an MRI. We want you to get an MRI. And he goes, no, fuck that. I'm not going in the tube. Makes his next start tears his lat off his bone.
0: All right, so that's a whole different thing. That was a whole different. That story. was
1: the whole story, though. Yeah. That's what that's what made it big was that he denied them the MRI. But, what what doesn't make sense to me now is what if you do have a guy that's hot, and he's hot, and you give him that day off, and then he goes in a slump, right? There's always that caveat. You know, there's so many things that go into it. You know, like like I said, you know, with. There are scouting reports and there are tendencies and, you know, things like that in baseball that you do follow. But they only take them so far. And, you know, when you're sitting there analyzing with your own two eyeballs, it's a lot different than going off a sheet of paper that has a grid on it that says, well, you know, you should, you know, this batter sees 85% fastballs and hits 350 against the fastball. and When he sees a curveball, his average drops 55 points. Like that's not something that I'm interested in I'm more interested in okay well let's see this let's see that well what's going on here you know like if I have a player that shows up to the field and isn't with it that day you know what then I might sit him but you know what there also be days where you know you have a a player that isn't with it but you know that's how he is and then you decide hey Let's go do this. Let's do, Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's play him. We play him. He goes three for four. Knock has a couple of knocks, has a couple of RBIs, and you win the game. You know, there are so many situations where there is a problem with players playing too much. Cal Ripken Jr. played 2,600 games in a row. He is the Iron Man of baseball. He played through some injuries. He played through some things. Now, he, did he avoid major injuries? Yeah, he did. And he got lucky in that sense. But he's playing every day. And a lot of these players, even like if you talk to a, a goaltender like Lundqvist, Lundquist wants to play every day. Why does he want to play every day? Because it helps with his game. He, the more he plays, the better he gets, and that's what's this like with baseball. The more you play, the better you get, and we're talking offensively here. We're not even talking about pitching. Pitching, you have to, you have to rest, but you want to make that start every fifth day. Right.
0: Well, that's when It becomes routine at that
1: point. Exactly. You get used to that. You know, if you start on Tuesday, you're exp- you're you're ready to get the ball on Sunday. You know, you have your routine in those five days, you know, you do your running, you throw a flat ground, you long toss, you, you, you do some band work, you get some arm care in there. Like that's more important. You know, I can, players are getting away from the flexibility of baseball. Yeah. They're getting too big. They are getting too big, but that they're getting too big because the, the, their, their organizations are telling them, we need you to hit home runs. Okay. I don't think
0: getting too big is the problem, Puma. I don't think... Because, I, like I said, I keep saying... I mean, look, I come from a kinesis standpoint, right? Where natural enhancement by, by way of developing more muscles is a good thing. As long as you can... Like you keep saying, as long as you recover the right way and stretch the right way and prepare because you can be fucking big and strong but you can still be very flexible and mobile. There's no excuse for that. That's something I don't think that's anything with analytics, analytics. I think that's simply poor training staff, poor strength staff, whatever it
1: is. Well, you know what? I and I
0: I'm not saying I'm a fucking expert, okay? All but, I'm saying is that I, there's no I've seen guys that are fucking huge and they're really flexible. All I'm I've seen guys that are is, huge and not flexible.
1: All I'm saying is, is that Art, the guy that's sitting third on the home run all-time list, did things completely differently. He was 6'2", 215 pounds, hit 714 home runs, hit 342 career, okay? You know what? He did it on hot dogs and beer. Yeah, he was just a big, strong guy. Okay? You know, look at David Wells. David Wells was a fat motherfucker when he was pitching, <laughs> and he got it done. Look at Bartolo Colon. Look at these guys that are considered out of shape, and I'm putting out of shape in air quotes. But they get the job done. They are
0: out of shape. Come on, you can't tell me you can't tell me Bartolo Colon. I'm not saying they're in, in shape, shape, but I'm saying is
1: he's out of shape, but he performs. He right. does the right thing, and he's pitching. And he pitched into his mid forties. Yeah. Okay. You know, I mean, look at look at um, who else was a big mofo. CC. Well, CC. Well, I'm talking about hitters now. David uh, Ortiz was big. You know, move on. Move on. Big, you know, I don't even count McGuire. I mean, I don't know when sh-
0: f- fucking steroids.
1: Yeah, well, I don't know when he was on the juice, but he was probably a big, strong guy to begin with anyway. You know, it doesn't mean Frank you got Thomas, you know, Frank Thomas, big, big boy, fucking dude, big dude. You know, Richie Sexton was a, was a stick, big, tall, dude, tall, dude. but stick. He was a stick, he was skinny. But, you know, you look at some of these body, you know, it's, it's there for me as, and not being a big guy myself here you know, I'm not nowhere near the biggest guy in the room and I haven't walked into a weight room or touched a weight in five years. You know, and I still perform. Five years? Well, it's been a long time since I'm I touched a weight. I'm
0: surprised it's even been that. I'm surprised it's, it's only five years.
1: Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> you know, I was never, and I, I will say, I've said this from the get-go, I was never a weight room type of guy. I was a, go play different sports type of guy. Played basketball, played hockey, you know, and, and, Bowling. Bow- and bowling's important for the left arm. Keeps the st- arm um, yeah, keeps no, the arm strong.
0: I'm just busting your face. But, you
1: know, I like to train that way. You know, like, I, even when I went to college, I got big in college. I lifted in college more on the routine. But.
0: I must have missed that.
1: But, yeah, because you were at Penn State. We never saw each other. Yeah. But my playing weight in college was, I was 10 pounds heavier. than I am now. Because you
0: were training, you are probably eating a lot more. I was
1: eating a lot more, I was training more, I was in the weight room more. But once I got out of college, and I kind of lost the will to lift, and I kind of, even though I really didn't have the will to lift.
0: You, You did it because you had to.
1: I did it because I had to, exactly. But, you know, now, for the last three or four years, I've had the best years on the mound, statistically, than I've had ever, just because I'm going out and playing the game. You know, I'm just doing that. I'm just, it's 100% myself and I just go and play. So I'm what, not. What, what happened to Lincecum? Lincecum is just.
0: Cause he was, he was, he was like the fucking hero. Like guys like you, you probably loved him because he was, he was not the typical size of a pitcher.
1: It's 5'11", 170. Yeah, dude. That that, but it was it was his mechanics that was what it was. Okay, but he got the most out of his body based on his mechanics, and he was a freak. And That was his nickname, the but, freak. But what happened? Ten t- times, big time, cause Timmy Jim.
0: Because he had a ooh, four years of an all star, and then he just totally lost it. Yeah. Even this look, his last year as an all star in, in twenty eleven, he was thirteen and fourteen, didn't even have a winning record.
1: What was his ERA? He still had a 2.27 right, ERA. Right, right. So that's when
0: the Giants were... Look at this dude. 60 and 10, 3.4 are ERA.
1: Look at the year. Look at the year. He, he was a big
0: strikeout guy. He won, How many strikeouts?
1: Look at this. Well, oh, 265. Dude, a yeah, look at him. Year. He's
0: racking up Ks. He, oh.
1: won back, he won back to back Cy Youngs. Yeah. Okay.
0: But that was all the beginning of his career. 20, he was, still, 20, he was 20, a young 40. guy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? Now, look, he's, he's only 32. Now. Oh, shit. I was just, he's done? Yeah,
1: he's done. He's done fuck well because he started you know look at the year he was two and six went in 9.1 you know he wasn't the same but you know people people people's bodies do different things at certain ages i mean like i said look at bartolo coloni pitched into his 40s you know but and billy wagner was a small guy too throwing the ball 100 miles an hour like you know it's not baseball is so great because you know yeah there's guy, these, be good, these these the there are guys of all heights and and weights that can perform and be all stars you know i always said if i was your height i wouldn't be sitting here recording this podcast right now if i was lefty 6'3" six, 6'4" six, you know and i had my my brain and my my pitching mechanics and you know just a, if i was just a little bit stronger you know a little bit taller i might be playing ball somewhere You know, I mean, it's just, it's just sometimes it's the hand that you're dealt and you got to deal with it, There you know, but I think that it's, it's what, what it comes down to is the fact that you're the king of cutting me off. I'm I'm just
0: sorry. Look, we're literally just talking about it. Bellinger, Mm -hmm. they're, they're praising him and he went one for four with a home run.
1: That's nowadays that's considered a good day. Exactly. But if it's Tony crazy. Gwynn did that, Tony Gwynn would be pissed. You know? It, it's... I love going back and watching the old games. I always watch the 96 series. I always watch old games because that's... I love that type of baseball. You know? And I love Bobby Cox, um, Tony La Russa, Joe Torre, uh, Lou Piniella, uh, who else was there? Sparky... La, um, Sparky Anderson was there. Um, Whitey Herzog, Tommy Lasorda. These coaches that these old school coaches, Billy Martin, you know, those, those are baseball guys. Those are baseball guys from up and down. Okay. They knew the game, you know, Billy Martin pulled fucking Reggie Jackson off the field in Boston, you know, and, and it was a whole big thing, but he did it because the guy didn't fucking hustle. You know, the problem is, is that I, I believe this is to be so, you know, I, I'm going to call out my brother's coach here, even though he doesn't fucking listen. My brother's JV coach. Let the fucking players make the lineup. Why? Why do you do that? Yeah, why do you do that? Well, As a coach, you don't, you know, your players are meant there to be played and be managed. That's your job, is to manage, right? And these players are getting too much power. All you hear is, oh, this coach doesn't have... Is too hard on the players. Girardi was probably one of the best managers for Gary Sanchez. And since Girardi left, Sanchez has been a shell of himself because he's, you need a manager that's on top of him. Every player is different. There are players that are self-motivating and you don't need that coach that, to, to yell at him and get him going. He might get himself going. But then there are players who are easygoing and too easygoing and you need a player, a, a manager to fight a fire under his ass to get him going to get him to perform. So manager in baseball especially is important because you need to know your players. You need to know how I might talk to my shortstop, I coach my shortstop differently than I might coach my catcher or my second baseman. You, know, you need a good coach is if you have 15 guys on your roster, if a good coach manages those 15 players individually and then manages as a unit, if that makes sense. You might have a player that's soft-spoken, you know, very... Not not saying he's, you know, he's not mentally tough, you need to build him up. Yeah, you're more positive with him. But if you got a, a player who's an ox and is very, you know, very edgy and very self motivated and is very hard on himself, you know, then you turn him around and you're you're a little bit nicer to him. But there's a player like myself when I was in college, I did better when I got yelled at. I was a better player when I got yelled at because I felt challenged. Some of these players need to be challenged to perform. And you can't just let them be who they are because they're only a detriment to themselves. And if you have a puppet on a major league team, It's, you know, yeah, you have your veterans that can police the clubhouse and police the team and, you know, but if you know your manager's a joke and you don't take your manager seriously, that's only going to hurt the team in the long run. You need to, as a good manager and a good coach, you need to be able to manage in different ways based on the group of players that you have, right? I could tell you right now, I've been coaching for almost 10 years. And every year I've managed differently. Why? It's because of my players. It's because of my the skills my players possess. If we have a, a team that's not that I know that we have maybe one guy that could put the ball out of the park, then I'm gonna sit back and say, okay, we need to play to our players' strengths. We have to bunt, we have to hit, we have to run, we have to steal, we have to hit and run, we have to squeeze, you know. But if I have four or five guys that can mash then I'll change it differently. Then maybe I won't take the risk of stealing second base and leave. let the the kid hit. You know, there are so many ways to manage. And the thing that goes back to this whole thing about the analytics is it really makes the manager one-dimensional because it's, okay, the numbers say this, so we're going with the numbers. We're going to take the feel out of the game. You can't take the human element out of sports, Period. Period. Because just because the numbers say something, it doesn't mean that that player is going to perform to those numbers day in and day out. Okay? Like I said, what if there's something... What if a player has just has an off day? Every athlete has those days. But the numbers say that he's a stud, but he has an off day. Okay? And he has multiple off days. Look at Chris Davis. Chris Davis, two years ago, three years ago, was a perennial all-star. Now he's hitting 162 last year, oh, he's and he can the worst. barely hit. He's the worst. Right? Yeah, he's the worst. So... You're telling me that numbers stall at all, but that's not true. Players lose it, can lose it any year. Okay, it is the great players are the ones that sustain and are consistent year in and year out. That's what makes them great. But if you have a flash in the pan, that's good for two or three years, and then all of a sudden he loses it. Everybody's like, "Oh my God, what happened?" That it, that's just sports. Okay, Shane Spencer. Look at Shane Spencer. Wow. He was a god, <laughs> and now everybody makes fun of him, and everybody says, "Oh, Luke Voit's the next Shane Spencer." Like, like it, it's, it's crazy to say, you know, but you only know those type of things if you actually pay attention and watch the game. You know, that's why, you know, I pulled up, you know, I want to wrap it up here, you know, now, well, I not, so soon? well, you know, it's already, we're already close to time.
0: Holy fuck.
1: So I pulled up the stats, the 2018 stats for April 7th, which, which is today, last year. Right? It's April sixth now. It's April seventh last year. Red Sox were seven and one. The Yankees were five and four. Toronto was five and four. Baltimore was three and six. Okay. Minnesota, four and three. The White Sox, three and four. Okay. Who won that division? Cleveland did. They were three and five. Houston, seven and two. Oakland A's wildcard team, four and six. Okay. Mets. The Mets were six and one at this time last year. Did they make the playoffs? No. Who made the who won that division? Atlanta, uh, Washington did, I think. Washington wins that. No, Washington didn't make the playoffs they last year. Atlanta Washington won that division. For, for hold on, hold on, hold on. Pittsburgh in first place at this time last year, six and two, didn't make the playoffs. Okay, get to My my point is is that the playoff bracket last year. If you go back to the if you go back to the postseason and you go to the postseason. Half of these teams that made yeah, the postseason silly. last year I weren't in want, the postseason. Everyone knows this. So, no, not everybody knows this. The people that are calling up the radio shows and saying the Yankees aren't going to make the playoffs—it's asinine. And go reevaluate your fucking life, <laughs> okay? Go reevaluate your your baseball knowledge because just because a team starts out hot doesn't mean shit, or just because a team starts out slow doesn't mean shit. Okay, I'm gonna just—I want to pull up one more thing. But go go say what you have to say while I go play.
0: <clears throat> what do you? F- how do you feel about batting the best hitter on your team second? Because that's that's a trend now. That's a thing. Judge Trout. You know they say you should put your best hitter in, in the two slot.
1: Well, realistic used used uh, to be uh, yeah. it used to be the best hitter bat, bat at third. Right,
0: and that's not the case now.
1: But in my opinion. I like the fact that um I'm old school. Lead-off hitter bats first. Your best contact hitter bats second. Uh, and your two power hitters hit 3 and 4.
0: Well, your best overall hitter would bat third cuz they don't need to hit a home run to clear the bases. And then the, the fourth guy usually was usually just like a strict power guy. Because if the base is below, you can try to get a grand slam. Um, <clears throat> no, I'm just saying that it's 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 something now where your best hitter is batting second because of analytics.
1: You know, <clears throat> it the two spot, the two, three, and four spot can go either way. I mean, you don't bat your power hitter. You always try to bet. Bet it's not. I'm not saying power hitter. But that's how I'm. That that's how I was taught to look at it. Okay. Oh, I'm, I'm
0: just asking you. You're, they're they're saying they say your best hitter, just best hitter overall, should bat second. Look, Trout does. Well, Trout's not just a power guy.
1: Well, you want your best hitter to be put in the most RBI situations <clears throat> as possible. Right. So if you bat him second, you know there's only one hitter in front of him. He hits a double. It's only one RBI. Well,
0: well that's if the 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 lineup goes one two three four five six seven eight nine every single inning. You know. You know, that's, if, that's if he's only coming up with the first guy batting in front of him every time, but that's not the case. Sometimes the, the li- lineup is 8-9-1. <clears throat> Let's say all three of those guys come on. Now, there's no outs, and then the second guy's up. What's so that based off of? Trends and analytics.
1: I want to just go back to a, a statement that I made. I was wrong about the year, but the Yankees were 11-19 and 19 in 2005. On in, on May 6th, in 2005, they were 11-19. and 19, Okay. Okay. And I was wrong about that, but they finished the season with 95 wins and they won the division. Okay. And that was in May. Okay. So everybody needs to cool their Jets. All the Yankee fans that think they know baseball need to cool their Jets. Okay. Because just like the Red Sox, they're two and they're two and whatever this year so far. They're not going to be basement dwellers of the division. Okay. So. If you, if you, that's another thing. If there's somebody out there that thinks the Yankees aren't going to make the playoffs, come talk to me because I will be your psychiatrist and I'll talk you off the fucking ledge. But to go back to what you were asking about the batting order. Okay. When I conduct a batting order, I usually go speed, best contact hitter, best overall hitter, power hitter. Yeah. That's my top four. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And then at the bottom of the lineup in my eight, nine spot, I put more speed. Okay, and my five, six, and seven, are interchangeable. Interchangeable within. It depends who's hot. Right. You know, you look at the five spot to to protect your four hitter, so they see better pitches to hit. You know, but you put your table setters at the top of the lineup and at the bottom, and then you put two, three, four as your your two, three, four is your best hitter.
0: Oh shit! The fucking women's final four happened. To me? I'm sorry.
1: Your best hitter, dude. You're like a fucking ADD. No, I'm not. Oh, look, a fucking butterfly.
0: No, I'm just watching because I, I thought it all happened
1: today. So, you know, just to wrap up here, okay? If you have any questions or if you want to come and tell me who you think you really are, you're more than welcome to come on the show. Um, Next week, on Thursday, we are getting together with Fanalize. This. We are going on to their show. Uh, wow, looking, long time coming. Looking forward to that. Uh I can finally get to talk to Vidge, and you know, put him in his place, Whoa. and about certain issues. Uh, they had a banana challenge. I'm actually very interested yeah, yeah. to see who wins that. My money's on uh, um, anybody but Vidge. Whoever the other kid is, Gierbo, Gierbohn, I think his name is. So I got my money on him. The hammer. The hammer. My name. My my votes on the hammer. They didn't release those yet. Um. So look for that. We will post that audio as well when it comes out and is there anything else you would like to add before we get out of here, Chans?
0: Are we not doing push-pull?
1: No, not today. We, we've got, we <sighs> you know, my push-pull would be everything baseball analytics. All so right.
0: my, my push is that we're not doing push-pull. <laughs> my pull, real quick, uh, NYCFC plays at 1 o'clock today. Can't wait to watch. But there's one more thing. I know I keep interrupting you. Uh, just got to say,
1: who do you think you are? I am.
0: See you next week.
1: Later.